Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm happy to be with you here on this Friday morning. It's uh, 7 a.m. here in uh, the suburbs of New York City. And uh, we do the show every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. It's a one-hour show, and uh, it actually gets replayed uh, every each evening at 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. Eastern Time uh, on the Fractal Stream. That's the uh, station that we broadcast on. And today is uh, November 22nd, 2013, and um, this is the show where we talk about spirituality, mindfulness... There you go. Use your mind. <laughs> uh, and also a lot of personal development, right? The abstract, cool stuff, and then the practical, everyday living tools and techniques. Um, and I, as I like to say, we talk about, we discuss things that are unseen and otherworldly. Because I don't find enough of this conversation happening in the world about true spirituality, about real spiritual values, right? We get caught up in the everyday world, but um, but I must say, if you actually use the concepts and practices we discuss on this show, your spiritual growth will definitely have a big positive impact on your life. Sure will. And um, our website is themysticshow.net. And why do you need to know what our website is? Well, I'll tell you. Because we have every show, every episode we've ever done is archived on the website. And you can search and you can click the different tags. It's kind of fun, actually. TheMysticShow.net. Plus, we have a phone number and we have a Skype handle. So you can call us on the phone or on Skype. You can ask me a question, ask our guests the questions. And I want to thank our guests from this week. Uh, so far, uh, we've had some really great guests. Um, if you haven't listened to the last three days' shows, uh, at least check them out on the website. Maybe pick the one that most interests you and listen to it. But really some remarkable individuals sharing their experience, sharing their um, their knowledge and, and their tools of how to deal with life, <laughs> right? Might as well just call it life. So today, we're going to have uh, Mystic Maria on the show. She's going to be on the show in about 25 minutes. And I'm excited about that because um, I'm I'm curious what she thought about all the guests we had this week. And, and she always has um, something great to discuss, some, some great angle on, uh, on these topics, right? I think sometimes I end up being a, leaning toward the intellectual side or or completely on the intellectual side. And I think Maria comes from the heart more. She leans to that side, so it's kind of a good uh good uh balance there, I guess you would call it. So the first thing we're going to do today is guess what? We're going to read the last section of our James Allen book. Above Life's Turmoil. Can you believe it? The last section. That means we've read about 19 sections, and they're pretty short. 
uh, over the past, I don't know, how long has it taken? A month on the show to read this? Maybe a little less. And so this is the last section and uh, this book. And then, then I want to recap the book because I'm serious. This book is, this book is just beyond. I mean, this is, this is some good stuff here. This is some concentrated goodness that reading it over and over and um once i actually with my publishing company once i publish this republish this book um it'll be a good book for you to have you know laying around the house maybe on your night table somewhere where you can pick it up and read it same thing with his other book byways of blessedness and also as a man thinketh so today's section is, um, and I actually tweeted and I posted on Facebook, just, uh, so if you haven't connected us with us online, you can, uh, the links are on our website, themysticshow.net. So this sec, the last section is called Pleasant Pastures of Peace. Pleasant Pastures of Peace. And it's a good thing my microphone has a pop filter because it stops all the peas. You can't hear the pops because it's because it's stopping him. But uh, yeah, so pleasant pastures of peace. This is the last section of the book Above Life's Turmoil, written by the English mystic James Allen. Uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. <clears throat> he who aspires to the bettering of himself and humanity should ceaselessly strive to arrive at the exercise of that blessed attitude of mind by which he is enabled to put himself mentally and sympathetically in the place of others. And so, instead of harshly and falsely judging them, and thereby making himself unhappy without adding to the happiness of those others, he will enter into their experience, will understand their particular frame of mind, and will feel for them and sympathize with them. One of the great obstacles to the attainment of such an attitude of mind is prejudice. And until this is removed, <clears throat> and until this is removed, it is impossible to act toward others as we would wish others to act toward us. Prejudice is destructive of kindness, sympathy, love, and true judgment. And the strength of a man's prejudice will be the measure of his harshness and unkindness toward others. For prejudice and cruelty are inseparable. There is no rationality in prejudice, and immediately it is aroused in a man, he ceases to act as a reasonable being and gives way to rashness anger, and injurious excitement. 
He does not consider his words nor regard the feelings and liberties of those against whom his prejudices are directed. He has, for the time being, forfeited his manhood and has descended to the level of an irrational creature. While a man is determined to cling to his preconceived opinions, mistaking them for truth, and refuses to consider dispassionately the position of others, he cannot escape hatred nor arrive at blessedness. The man who strives after gentleness, who aspires to act unselfishly toward others, will put away all his passionate prejudice and petty opinions and will gradually acquire the power of thinking and feeling for others, of understanding their particular state of ignorance or knowledge, and thereby entering fully into their hearts and lives, sympathizing with them and seeing them as they are. Such a man will not oppose himself to the prejudices of others by introducing his own, but will seek to allay prejudice by introducing sympathy and love, striving to bring out all that is good in men, encouraging the good by appealing to it, and discouraging the evil by ignoring it. He will realize the good in the unselfish efforts of others, though their outward methods may be very different from his own, and will so rid his heart of hatred and will fit it with love and blessedness. When a man is prone to harshly judge and condemn others, he should inquire how far he falls short himself. He should also reconsider those periods of suffering when he himself was misjudged and misunderstood, and, gathering wisdom and love from his own bitter experience, should studiously and self-sacrificingly refrain from piercing with anguish hearts that are as yet too weak to ignore, too immature and uninstructed to understand. Sympathy is not required toward those who are purer and more enlightened than oneself as the purer one lives above the necessity for it. In such a case, reverence should be exercised, with a striving to lift one's self up to the purer level, and so enter into possession of the larger life. Nor can a man fully understand one 
who is wiser than himself. And before condemning, he should earnestly ask himself whether he is, after all, better than the man whom he has singled out as the object of his bitterness. If he is, let him bestow sympathy. If he is not, let him exercise reverence. For thousands of years, the sages have taught, both by precept and example, that evil is only overcome by good. Yet still that lesson for the majority remains unlearned. It is a lesson profound in its simplicity and difficult to learn because men are blinded by the illusions of self. Men are still engaged in resenting, condemning, and fighting the evil in their own fellow men, thereby increasing the delusion in their own hearts and adding to the world's sum of misery and suffering. When they find out that their own resentment must be eradicated and love put in its place, evil will perish for lack of sustenance. Dislike, resentment, and condemnation are all forms of hatred, and evil cannot cease until these are taken out of the heart. But the obliterating of injuries from the mind is merely one of the beginnings in wisdom. There is a still higher and better way. And that way is to so purify the heart and enlighten the mind that, far from having to forget injuries, there will be none to remember. For it is only pride and self that can be injured and wounded by the actions and attitudes of others. And he who takes pride and self out of his heart can never think the thought, I have been injured by another, or I have been wronged by another. From a purified heart proceeds the right comprehension of things. And from the right comprehension of things proceeds the life that is peaceful, freed from bitterness and suffering, calm and wise. He who thinks, this man has injured me, has not perceived the truth in life, falls short of that enlightenment which disperses the erroneous idea of evil as a thing to be hatefully resented. He who is troubled and disturbed about the sins of others is far from the truth. 
He who is troubled and disturbed about his own sins is very near to the gate of wisdom. He in whose heart the flames of resentment burn cannot know peace nor understand truth. He who will banish resentment from his heart will know and understand. He who has taken evil out of his own heart cannot resent or resist it in others, for he is enlightened as to its origin and nature, and knows it as a manifestation of the mistakes of ignorance. With the increase of enlightenment, sin becomes impossible. He who sins does not understand. He who understands does not sin. The pure man maintains his tenderness of his heart toward those who ignorantly imagine they can do him harm. The wrong attitude of others toward him does not trouble him. His heart is at rest in compassion and love. Blessed is he who has no wrongs to remember, no injuries to forget, in whose pure heart no hateful thought about another can take root and flourish. Let those who aim at the right life, who believe that they love truth, cease to passionately oppose themselves to others, and let them strive to calmly and wisely understand them. And in thus acting towards others, they will be conquering themselves. And while sympathizing with others, their own souls will be fed with the heavenly dews of kindness and their hearts be strengthened and refreshed in the pleasant pastures of peace. So we'll just take a quick little break here on The Mystic Show. Thanks to uh, Anya for this little musical interlude, which again, I can't really pronounce the title, but anyhow, we play enough of her clips, you know, you can find her 
E-N-Y-A. That's her name. And uh, thanks for listening to The Mystic Show. Definitely happy to have you here. You can call me. The phone number is on the website, themysticshow.net. And you can also um, call via Skype. And our Skype handle is on on the, the website as well. And by the way, if you try to call or Skype and you don't get through, um, don't, uh, don't let that stop you from trying again in the future. Because sometimes, uh, for one reason or another, either it's busy or we're talking to someone else or it's just, you know, during a transition, transition of the show that, um, so anyway, if you're, uh, if you've tried to call and you didn't get through, try again, no problem. Um, so there you have it. We read pleasant pastures of peace and, you know, he spends the first half talking about prejudice (laughs) and how destructive it is. And not just destructive of other people and situations, but destructive to the person who is prejudiced, right? It, it ruins your mindset and attitude. Which is James Allen's main message, right? I mean, he's always talking about that we have to change ourselves and that's the only thing we really can change. And how when we change ourselves, everything else seems to change too. So it's, uh, we love that message, don't we? Don't you? Come on, you do. So let's, uh, we've, um, we like I said, we spent, spent about a month reading this book, uh, Above Life's Turmoil by James Allen. Uh, the chapters were, we started with True Happiness. Uh, the second one was the immortal man, uh, the overcoming of self, the uses of temptation, the man of integrity, discrimination, right? Remember that piece about discrimination? It was tremendous. Um, belief, the basis of action, uh, belief that saves Thought and action, your mental attitude, sowing and reaping, right? Sowing and reaping. Hello. Could it could it be any more simpler than that? <laughs> sowing and reaping. What you reap, I mean, what you sow, you shall reap. <laughs> really, it's it's amazing how simple life is, right? When you think about it like that. Um, of course, it's not really that simple, but it's close. Um, the reign of law, the supreme justice, the use of reason, self-discipline, resolution, resolution. Now that was a good one, right? Talking about how when you're when you finally become resolved on becoming a better person, that brings you more than halfway there. I mean, that was only one of the messages in that in that. Uh, passage. Um, the next one was the glorious conquest, contentment in activity, and the last one we read was the temple of brotherhood, and today was pleasant, pleasant pastures of peace. So, 
is is it hard for you in your life to find peace? That's kind of a broad question, but uh, right, I know at times all of us are peaceful, but maybe there's times when we're not, and um, I guess the idea is to strive to be sort of at like an inner peace all the time. Meaning underneath, you know, whatever we're doing during the day, our work, our family, um, whatever tasks we have to do, running errands, whatever, um, we have to talk to people, we have to function in life, but deep underneath that, at the core of our being, we can still be peaceful. I think. Um, I quite often feel that way, so I'm pretty sure it's... uh, and. That's what the whole, you know, divine consciousness is about, like living in divine consciousness or what uh, the Sahaj Marg practice calls constant remembrance, right? Is basically not just meditating for 30 or 40 minutes or an hour and being in a meditative state and then the meditation's over and you say, okay, now got to go to real life, got to go to work and okay, meditation's done, it's over, check check it off my checklist. Um, Not like that. The idea is to carry that meditative state on a deeper level into our everyday life. And I think that's a little bit what uh, James Allen's talking about, the peaceful, uh, you know, bringing peace into your everyday life and, and really experiencing the pleasant pastures of peace. It's totally totally doable. I mean, do you agree that it's doable? First of all, do you think you could do that in your life? You know, somehow be in a divine state of consciousness underneath your, your everyday state of consciousness, if that makes any sense. (laughs) So I think it's possible. And, uh, I wanted to quickly read this little piece from our book, uh, our other book. And this is really short. But it's from our other book, 365 Dao, Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Dao. And this is the actual member every day of the year has a passage. And today, the passage for today, which is again, November 22nd, is called Mysticism. And it's great, right? Because this is the mystic show. And... um you know when I when I when I named this show the Mystic Show, I wasn't really thinking about you know what people normally think about when they think of mysticism. You know, like it's some magic and you know uh, what's that science where they you know uh, they turn different metals into other metals and I don't I don't know. There's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of things that about mysticism that people think might not be true, but people have this conce- preconceived notion of what mysticism is. And Anyhow, I wasn't thinking of any of that when I named the show The Mystic Show. The show was named because you are a mystic in training, and so am I. So this is a show for us mystics, and, and every human really is. They just might not know it. So this passage is called Mysticism, and I'll just read it, and then we're going to get uh, get our guest on the phone. Psyched. 
All right, so this is called Mysticism from 365 Tao. All mystic traditions are one. They are the seed of all religions. Tao, Zen, Tantra, Yoga, Kabbalah, Sufi, Mystic Christianity, Shamanism, and so many more secretly treasured by their adherents. These all share the same mystical sense of communion with the divine. Meditation is not something peculiar to one culture. All cultures know a mystical core that emphasizes continuing refinement, meditation, and unification with the greater cosmos. I call that greater order Tao. They call it by different names. But does it matter what people call it? When they discover what was holy, they utter different sounds according to their history and culture. But they all discovered the same thing. There is only one divine source in life. For generations, mystics of all traditions have plunged into Tao. When they meet on the unutterable levels, they know without words that they have reached the same core of spirituality. No matter where in the world you are, there are traditions with the purity to lead you to Tao. There you go. That's I, I like that little passage, right? It just tells us what we really already know in our hearts, that the divine source of all life is the same. And, and meditation is not something peculiar to one culture or religion or the other. Right? We're all kind of pointing at the same thing and and I think it helps it helps us personally, right? We just talked about prejudice. Some people are prejudiced against other religions. But knowing that we're all looking for the same thing, we're all meeting in the same place, if you will. How can you be prejudiced anymore? So that's just a good uh I, I really like that that reading that was a nice little reading so let's um let's take a quick break and i'm going to get our our guest on the phone one of these days sit down and write a long letter to all the good friends I've known and I'm gonna try to thank them all for the good times together though so apart we've grown One of these days I'm gone 
sit down and write a long letter to all our good friends I've known. One of these days, one of these days, one of these days, and I won't be Yes, thank you to Neil Young for one of these days, right? My wife really likes that little, <laughs> that song. It's a, great, it's a great song. Thanks, Neil Young. And welcome back to The Mystic Show. This is a show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation and divinization and all kinds of cool stuff. Our website is themysticshow.net. You can find our phone number there, our Skype handle. You can see our links to our all of our social media, Facebook and Twitter, Google+. And also, on the website, you can see every single previous episode. You can hear. Well, you can see it and hear it. Uh, and you can search the site and really browse all the topics. We've talked about so many different cool topics. Um, so feel free to go to the website and check all that out, themysticshow.net, themysticshow.net. And let's see, uh, Mystic Maria, are you there? Yes, hello, Chris. How are you? Wow. Hi, Mystic Maria. Welcome to the Mystic Show again. Thank you so much for having me. Right? I'm so excited. I All week long, I was, you know, it's funny, whenever we have a guest on the show, I think, I wonder what Mystic Maria would say would have to say about this guest, or or what would Mystic Maria ask the guest? So, have you? Uh, did you hear any of the shows this week? Yes, yes. Um, I was listening yesterday, and and that's the reason I sent you a text that it was awesome. Oh. So, um, really, really great shows every day, Chris. Cool. So. Um, so we just finished, um, Maria, we just finished the Above Life's Turmoil book by James Allen. And um, have you ever um, read J- any James Allen books? Maybe As a Man Thinketh? As a Man Thinketh, yes. Okay. And thank you so much for introducing all of us to this one. Uh, really, really, really deep stuff, right? And yeah. Loved it. Oh, loved cool. it. Especially today's um today's piece was very interesting uh about resentment and uh, how to reach total total peace um which is of course where everybody wants to get to right to have (laughs) (laughs) to have total peace and happiness and worry about nothing right exactly (laughs) utopia Absolutely, absolutely. So, Maria, have you been, uh, how have you been? I have been fantastic. Yeah? You're really, really, uh, uh, a lot of uh, synchronicity in my life. Really? <laughs> All right. And um, so, like, because I know you're, well, we're all really walking that razor's edge between, you know, being a spiritual person and living a living the mundane everyday life, you know, working, eating food and everything. Um, so, by the way, I just wanted to mention, Maria, that you are a member of uh, Pause Your Life, right? 
Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, that's... Uh, Anyone who has the opportunity to be a member of that is it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Right, so we're going to have, uh, Pause Your Life is going to have another meetup in the beginning of December. And then at the end of December, we're actually going to do a vision board workshop where uh, the participants are going to basically, um, it's almost like a, it, it's a five-hour workshop where people are going to learn not only how to make a vision board, but all the kind of the psychology and the spirituality behind it. And, uh, and then actually create vision boards on the spot, you know, break out the tape and the scissors and the paste and throw like a zillion magazines on the floor and start cutting and pasting and creating. Uh, and mystic Maria, you are going to be leading the group that day. So thank you for, uh, thank you for that. That's December 28th, actually. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, Chris, there are so many people that I bump into that really, really want to participate. So it's going to be uh, a fantastic event. And what a great, great way to start 2014. Um, the reason I say it's so important is many of us um, believe that life happens to us. We have no control over it. You know, you wake up in the morning and wonder, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to me today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. And I think with the vision board, you, you reach a different level. You see that you are in charge of your life. And uh, you also see that you, you create your life. There's, there is... Uh, it, it, Life really doesn't happen to you. You create it. So what a wonderful, wonderful realization for everyone to have. Um, th the other thing, Chris, is, is about awareness, right? Um, I, I really believe that sometimes we miss our lives. Things happen, and we don't even notice them. Um, I, I'm just fascinated by people who say, you know, nothing great really happens. And that's inconceivable to me that mm. nothing great happens in some people's lives. I, I have to conclude that they don't notice because their vision of life is nothing good happening. And when you turn it around, you start noticing those things. So how awesome would it be if you start thinking about, what do I want my 2014 to be like? And then start noticing when those things enter your life in order for you to catch them, right? Um, uh, if, if you don't notice them, you can't catch them. You can't bring them in and embrace them. So, so you're, are you almost saying that, like, folks can start now, like the end of November, they could start just sort of welcoming ideas for their life and their vision for 2014, and, and, and just by welcoming it and trying to be open to receiving it, they might have more awareness when things actually pop into their mind, right? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. That so ties into uh, the reading from James Allen today. Because, it, you know, he talks about peace. 
He talks about not resenting others. He talks about all these things. And many of us may be sitting there saying, great, how do I do that? (laughs) How do I do it? Let's say when I really, when, when I have had um, a negative uh, outcome with a certain person, and I'm supposed to not hold resentment, and let's say I bump into that person every single day, mm. and I'm thinking to myself, don't resent, don't resent, you know. Um, yet, the minute that I see that person, automatically, you know, resentment comes up. Um, so, so many of us are told um, through our spiritual journey what to do, where to be, you know, be peaceful. Okay. How do I do that when I wake up in the morning and I have to send all these kids to school and I have to get myself ready and I have to go to work and all these things happen at work and it's chaos. How do you even, you, you think of peace and it seems to be a thousand miles away somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what bus do I get on to, 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 to reach there? So... Um, it's so funny. I, I don't know what experience folks have uh, with consultants, but when I started working for my company, my title was consultant. And and I always thought, oh, what a beautiful thing, you know, um, because my image of consultants was um, you go into a company and you look at a situation and you say, yep, you're an elephant, be a butterfly. <laughs> and... It's like, how do I get there? (laughs) So um, uh, some of us have a very difficult time. We know we should be the butterfly, but if I'm the elephant, how do I transform myself to that? How do I get there, right? Yeah. Um, So um, how do you get there is by being so aware of your life being so aware of your purpose and knowing where you're going, having the butterfly in front of you at all times and knowing that that's your destination, right? Um, so what do, I, what do I mean by awareness? Um, Is it kind of like mindfulness, like just uh, being in the moment kind of thing? Is that part of it? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. That even when you see this person and all these feelings of resentment come up, um, going above it and asking, what is this all about? What is this all about? And knowing that if you don't do that, if you don't analyze it, if you don't start seeing this person as a gift in your life, um, that it's not really about this person, right? It's about an unresolved issue in yourself. Um, Like James Allen was saying, it's not about us and anybody else. It's not about us and anything else. It's about us and the universe. It's between us and God. So whatever resentment, whatever non-peaceful things we feel, those are the things to be resolved in order to reach the next level. 
and in order to be able to accomplish our dreams and our purpose. So what happens if we don't resolve them? Let's say, you know, we have a resentment with this person that did something to us, and let's say this person goes away, they move away, and we never resolve that issue. Uh, Groundhog Day, I always say, oh my gosh, (laughs) it's coming back with somebody else. Oh boy. Because we need to resolve it, you know, it's going to keep coming back into our life until we approach it with love and until we approach it with non-resentment, until we approach it with love. Um, That's so true. Like that's, I mean, you hear people all the time talk about that, you know, the same kind of people keep entering their life. I know for me personally, for years, um... I would complain about either people I was working with or my boss, you know, and, and every job, because I worked a lot of, you know, different jobs, every job, it was like, you know, this job, I don't like this job because I don't, because of these people, these aren't good people. And I, I, I need a new job. So I'd go to the other place and it might be good for a little bit, but then the same thing. It's like, well, I don't like this job because of the, and I was like, am I ever going to find a job where my boss is nice and whatever? And but I was looking outward, and I was not looking inward. And um, I mean, luckily for me, I got on the spiritual path, and I don't even—I forget what happened. I mean, I don't even remember leaving that behind. But I don't, I don't have those issues anymore. <laughs> of course not. Of course not, because they become resolved, right? And there will always be something in your life to be resolved. I think even when you think. I have nothing to resolve. Well, there's the issue to be resolved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep, that's it. <laughs> so, Maria, I wanted to quickly ask you, before I forget, um, we're talking a little bit about goals for 2014 and dropping resentment. It just occurred to me, it, would that be a good goal to set for yourself? Like, I want to drop all resentment, or I want to, let's say, even frame it in the positive. I love and accept everyone. I mean, is that a good goal or? Oh, absolutely, Chris. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So this, one of the things we're going to learn during that session is it has to be positive. It has to be positive. So you can't say I no longer want resentment in my life because the universe is going to hear I want resentment in my life, or, you know, um, so, uh, uh, and, and if you take a step back and you notice what you want in your life, you'll notice that sometimes we can't even say it. It, it, it's a series of things we don't want. You know, I no longer want those bills, right. <laughs> you know, or I no longer want, you know, bad people in my life, or I no longer want to resent things, you know. Basically, the universe doesn't know what to do with those things because it's scratching its head when you say, um, you know, uh, I don't have abundance in my life. The universe says, yes, you do. I've given you everything. You know, you are abundant. How could you say you don't have enough? I've given it to you, right? So, so basically, um, when you say I don't have something, 
uh, from a universe, from a universal perspective, um, how do I give it to you? I've given it to you. <laughs> Right. And you won't take it. <laughs> it's so funny. It reminds me of a talk that uh, my spiritual guide gave, and he was saying, he was making kind of the same point, and he was saying that, imagine if somebody was trying to give you directions, driving directions, and they said, okay, when you get to the end of this street, uh, don't turn left. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get to the, you know, when you go to the store, don't buy that product. <laughs> right. It's like, well, what do I buy, or which way do I turn, like, you have to state it in the positive because that's the only way the universe knows what to give you. Right, right. And, and it's absolutely and to have a very clear vision of what is it that you want? What is it? What is a picture of it? Um, in, in my classes, I tell people to tell me their movie. Like, if it was a movie of your life and it was the future, tell me what's going on in your life. Like a movie. Hopefully you not would... Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people would wish that. <laughs> Many people may be stuck in it and not know how to get out of it, but I don't think we wish that, right? <laughs> yeah. But if it were a movie, what would you do? You'd wake up. What would be going on in your life in this ideal state? So, so to go back to your comment, Chris, absolutely you would have as a goal um, to, to be supported by everyone in your life. You would have as a goal um, to be peaceful. You would have as a goal to be safe, you know, to, to, um, to have as a goal all those things in 2014. You know, Maria, I remember when I was in sales training, and this this guy David Sandler, he has a he developed a system of sales training, and it's a great system. I really like it actually. Um, but one of the things I remember he said was he said when he you know some salespeople might walk into to try to make a sale to a prospect, and they might feel you know uncomfortable or anxious or you know they might kind of like walking on eggs. You don't want to upset anybody or anything. And David Sandler said when he walked in, he walked in like, like you know, like he owned the, not that he owned the place, but that everybody loved him, everybody was happy to see him, that there was, you know, trumpets playing on the side, and uh, it was like a grand welcome, and everything was great. And he said he used to walk in thinking like that, and it the whole atmosphere would change, you know, changed into where they really wanted to see him, and it really was a great meeting and a great atmosphere. So almost just expecting... Or setting it up in your mind like that, expecting good things, and, and you, you end up creating that good atmosphere, right? It becomes your reality, absolutely. Mm. And it becomes other people's reality. Um, and, and that's the reason um, you have to create that, not only for yourself, but for everyone. Everything we do, uh, we create for the world. Right, so, um, so so it's going to be a fantastic session. I um, I can't wait to have all the smiley faces, uh, knowing that they are in control of their life, and to start noticing um, all the great things that um, that enter our lives, and maybe sometimes we don't even notice them. 
Uh, so, so great, great stuff. Yeah, December. So that anyway, the vision board uh, workshop is going to be on December twenty eighth. Just go to uh, pauseyourlife.org or yeah, from pauseyourlife.org, there's links to the meetup group and everything. And it's uh, it's actually going to be held right here at at the studio here, Fractal Recording, um, which is going to be great. So, Maria, any um, I'm just thinking like besides kind of being open to receiving messages or or inclinations about 2014 goals is there anything else people can do in advance or do we have to wait till 2014 (laughs) no 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 um like you said um like we were we've been saying chris the number one thing is to start noticing things in your life and and the greatest gift you could give yourself is not noticing things in your life as a punishment, right? Oh, I can't believe I have this boss. You know, oh, I can't believe, you know, right. my my wife is like this or my husband, you know, nonstop, whatever we're, uh, whatever situations we're looking at our lives, um, thinking it's a pun, you know, how could I be punished this way, right? <laughs> <laughs> But between now and then, notice what's in your life, and notice about um, issues associated. What are the issues that that you believe need to be resolved in order to make that evaporate, um, and and make that part of your vision, um, right? And yeah, I think being open to receiving because uh, I, I remember one, uh, one of the courses I took it was talking about um, the whole, well, the, the one Wayne Dyer quote, Wayne Dyer said, um, if prayer is when you're talking to God, intuition is when God is talking to you. Yeah. And this example, like, you know, it, it's an example from everyday life. If you're driving down the street and you're stopped at a stoplight, and you all of a sudden get this idea for your business or for your life or for your work or hey I should do this. I should go visit that place or I should create a new product here or I or you think of a person, hey I should I should call Aunt Edna. You know, these random they, they seem like random thoughts when they come to us, but they're not really random. They're they're that's some that's a it's it's our higher selves or the universe. It it these messages are coming to us for a reason, right Maria? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So Chris, I know we're running towards the end. Do you have time for my library story? Yeah, absolutely. You got uh, four minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you were talking about random thoughts that come and go and most of us don't even notice them, right? Um, One morning, one of the random thoughts I had was library. I kept hearing library and I'm like, library? I haven't been to the library in forever. Because when I think of a book or find a book, I just buy it. Like, I really have not been to the library. And um, I was going to dismiss the thought, like, library, what does it mean? Uh, Whatever. And for some reason, I noticed that thought, library, library, you know. So I was on my way to work, and instead of making a left turn to go to work, I make a right turn, and I show up at my town's library. (laughs) And I walk in, and I had no idea why I was there. <laughs> what am I doing there? 
so the people behind the counter said to me, um, what, can I, what can we do for you? And I'm looking at them like I have no idea. But I was thinking, okay, I can't look this stupid. So um, I, I said, I'm here to get a library card. So I'm starting to fill out the form, and the librarian behind the counter happened to be, you know, the, the librarian. So as I'm filling out the form, she said to me, hey, do you have uh, time to volunteer at the library? And I said, no, 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 I really don't. I'm so busy. I just don't have time. And she said, that's really too bad because we would like to offer courses at the library and we can't find people to do it. And I just looked up and I said, well, I could do that. <laughs> that's not really volunteering, you know, that's my purpose. Right. So um, I ended up uh, teaching a workshop <laughs> at the library called Recreate Your Life. And, of course, those are the things where you look up and you say, thank you, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, and I know this is going to be a phenomenal experience. Right. And I got to meet the most amazing people. And, you know, they felt that it was a miraculous um, eight weeks of their life. And I felt, no, 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 it was a spiritual, amazing miracle for me, <laughs> you know, what happened during those eight weeks. Wow. But that's how aware you have to be of a word message that you may get from the universe right. that you may totally dismiss. Um, so, and, and how does that relate to the vision board? Um, one of the things that we're going to talk about is our purpose. And a lot, what you're going to find is a, a lot of the messages that you get lead you to executing your purpose. Mm. Or that's what I have found. That may not be at all. But but <laughs> my experience has been when you get these one-word messages and you're feeling like you're crazy executing them, um, what you're going to find is that it just leads you to a road to your purpose. Wow. Um, and um, it's 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 a great, great experience, great, great life. It, it would be um, a phenomenal place to be, a place of peace, like James Allen said, uh, you know, no resentment and uh, total happiness. That's beautiful. What a, what a way to end the show. What a way to end the week. Mystic Maria, thank you so much for being on the Mystic Show today. Thank you, Chris. It's, it's a true privilege. Thank you. It really is. We love when you come on Friday, so th uh, this is really great. And, uh, and and thanks for closing out the show with that story. What a great story. Like, I right? You go out of the end of your road. to Instead of making a left, you just make a right. You don't even know why. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, thank you, Mystic Maria. We'll see you uh, next week. Thank you so much, Chris. All right. And uh, for the listeners... Thanks for listening. I mean, wow. What what a plethora of great messages on this show. I hope you enjoyed this show. A lot of concepts to talk about and think about. And as you move through your day, you may want to revisit some of these concepts. I know it's Friday, 
and you might just want to unwind and relax. That's good, too. We need to do that. By the way, don't forget, on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., the Mystic Marathon. That's right. All five episodes from the previous week played back-to-back. So 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Mystic Show on Sundays, Sunday mornings. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. So thank you for listening, and you know what to do. Besides smiling at people, well, not quite randomly, because that might... (laughs) That doesn't always work very well. But uh, as you move through your day, keep shining.